Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, April 5th, 5.25 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. May corn futures down four and a quarter at 6.49 and a half. May soybeans down six at 15.11 and a half. May Chicago wheat down 13 and a half at 6.78. May Kansas City wheat down 16 and a quarter at 8.56 and a quarter. May spring wheat down 14 and a half cents at 8.75. We're going to start off with Brazil, Argentina, and soybean meal this morning. So it sounds as if Brazil will export more soybean meal than Argentina this year for the first time since 1998. Argentina, of course, has had the worst drought in 60 years, resulted in a disastrous growing season. Versus preseason expectations, the Argentina crop is going to end up being less than half of what was initially expected because of this drought. The Rosario Grain Exchange in Argentina estimates Argentina's meal exports at just 20 million metric tons, which would be down about 25% on the year if realized. Brazil is likely to export about 21 million metric tons of meal this year based on the most recent USDA estimate. Argentina is probably going to have to import a sizable amount of soybeans from Brazil this year in order to keep its processing facilities operational. Uh, Despite a recent correction, the U.S. soybean meal market continues to trade at hugely elevated levels. Uh, The U.S. will likely be number three in regard to meal exports this year behind Brazil and Argentina. So for the moment, the uh, global meal situation is tight. Argentina is typically your biggest meal exporter. They're not going to be this year. They're a big processor. They're going to have issues with that this year. Uh, Moving forward into the future, look out a couple of years. We may have a glut of soybean meal in this country due to all of the new uh, crush facilities that are being uh, opened up. But uh, for the moment, things still pretty tight. Let's get back to this weather story. So we do have some snow moving across North Dakota into Minnesota this morning. Uh, South Dakota, parts of North Dakota, Minnesota saw some snow yesterday. Guys, I don't have a, a great indication of exactly uh, what fell, amounts, that sort of stuff. So if you're in any of these areas that caught snow, uh, drop me a comment in the YouTube video here. Let me know where you are and uh, how much snow you caught here the last couple of days. This system is going to exit after today um, and your snow totals. And again, I don't know if these are accurate. Um, This is supposedly as of this morning on my screen here. I mean, you've got a foot, two feet of snow in a lot of these areas of... um, you know, North Dakota, parts of South Dakota, Minnesota. I'm not sure exactly what the amounts will be after uh, this system passes, but if you guys have some info, let me know. Uh, We're going to see a warm-up next week, uh, the way that it looks. This is uh, this map on my screen here. This is expected maximum temperatures uh, next Wednesday, so a week from today. And you're talking 70s, maybe even upper 70s in parts of South Dakota, maybe upper 70s in parts of Southern Minnesota. Central Minnesota, you're talking more mid-50s through into the 70s maybe north dakota is going to be the coldest still um this eastern half of north dakota in particular uh highs only in the 40s or 50s but i think the warming trend is is coming i mean it's inevitable but the warming trend is going to be messy uh the meltdown is going to be messy still a lot of chatter regarding prevent plant acreage switching all of those things in uh, north dakota south dakota minnesota in particular 
Guys, a cool premium video I had out yesterday. My friend Chris Barron from AgView Solutions joined me. Will corn win again? Early 2024 farm budgets. Uh, there's two reasons why it's important to start looking at 24 budgets right now. First off, I think it's important just to see a general lay of the land in terms of uh, which crop is, is penciling better economically. I know it's going to change and there's a lot of time. Uh, secondly, and probably more important, is starting to work on your own 2024 farm budgets. Chris talked about some best practices and some things to be aware of. If you guys are interested in the premium stuff, go to standardgrain.com this morning. Click the subscribe button. You'll be taken to this page where it'll take you about one minute uh, to sign up, guys. Remember, it's 50 bucks a month. Cancel it any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. Just a ton of premium stuff from me every single business day. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy will meet with Taiwan's president today. I believe this is going to be in California. Uh, the Chinese government, again, not happy about this. They say this is a, a an escalation and they're threatening retaliation again. U.S. officials claim that such high-level visits uh, are routine type stuff. Um, former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi visited Taiwan last year and China got really upset about that. Uh, resulted in military exercises near Taiwan. So for the moment, the, the tensions remain. Uh, notable is that China has not been in for U.S. corn. No flash sales uh, reported yet this week. So maybe the uh, buying spree is over. I'd love to see it continue, but we haven't seen anything uh, yet this week. The Chinese yuan is now the most traded currency in Russia. So, you know, after the invasion, the, the U.S. government basically kind of seized Russia's uh, dollars is kind of the way that it worked, and it's slightly more complicated than that. But this change comes one year after the invasion and uh, all these sanctions that the West put on Moscow. Uh, before the invasion, uh, the Chinese currency's trading volume on the Russian market was pretty minimal. But in February, the yuan passed the U.S. dollar in monthly trading volume for the first time. Uh, Russian businesses are just really being forced to use currencies of other nations, uh, nations that are not taking part in these sanctions. Um, so this is all interesting stuff. I've had a million questions about this. Uh, Joe, is, is the dollar losing its reserve status? Um, what does this mean that China is trying to get away from the dollar? A uh, similar story here is that China and Brazil, uh, this was reported last week, but China and Brazil are doing something similar. They've struck a deal apparently to kind of ditch the dollar and um, and use their own currencies, um, uh, go direct with fi financial transactions and cut out the dollar uh, in order to reduce costs, promote greater uh, bilateral trade, all of that stuff. Um, I'm not a currency expert by any means, but I do think this has some implications. I've got a really great premium uh, video that's going to come out with a guest uh, early next week regarding this whole currency situation. What does it mean when uh, China and Russia and Brazil and these other countries move away from the dollar? Uh, I'll get to that next week. Ukrainian farmers are going to receive some support from Western countries and elsewhere. Uh, Western nations, agricultural companies are donating and lending funds to Ukrainian farmers, hundreds of millions of dollars uh, toward rebuilding the country, their agricultural infrastructure, all this, uh, despite the war, uh, which is ongoing. Um, Agricultural production exports are way down. For the moment, the Black Sea grain deal remains in place. It expires on May 18th. Um, we don't know what Russia is going to do there. A lot of people uh, believe that there's going to be an escalation in the war this spring and into the summer. But for the moment, uh, some more money headed toward Ukraine. Uh, in some economic news, U.S. job openings fell below 10 million 
for the first time since May of 2021. This is Jolt data, and it's from February, so it's backdated a little bit. But available positions in February totaled 9.93 million. That was down 632,000 from January. Analysts on Wall Street expected a number near 10.4 million. Uh, the Fed has been targeting the labor market. Uh, Jerome Powell wants you to lose your job. Uh, they want unemployment to increase. Uh, they really need to do that in order to tame inflation, unfortunately. I mean, the the uh, unfortunate uh, thing here is that in order to tame inflation, and, and labor and wages are the stickiest piece of inflation, uh, they need to get these, these labor and, and wage numbers down. And the only way to do that is to kill jobs, unfortunately, which is really not the way that we'd like it to go. Uh, when you look at the jolt numbers, they're still super high. I mean, 9.9 .9 million open jobs is still fantastically high versus um, you know anything you've seen in, in the modern era here. So maybe the labor market is, is cooling. I don't really know. I haven't heard a ton in regard to layoffs outside of like the tech sector. There's been a lot of layoffs in the tech, in the tech sector, but they added a whole bunch of jobs uh, you know, in the post COVID low interest rate uh, environment, that sort of deal. So this is kind of a, uh, a moving target and it's going to normalize eventually, I would imagine. Cattle market was lower yesterday. Feeder cattle were lower yesterday. I think there was some light cash trade, but not enough to establish a trend. Outside markets, US dollars up a little bit. Uh, stock markets off. The s and is down nine points. Dow Jones down 50. Precious metals are mixed. Crude oil is down 21 cents in the May WTI at 80.50 last trade. Have a great day, guys. I'll talk to you Thursday.